I can fuck with this song, dude. This brings me back to the days. Accurate days. I was a cold dude. I'm getting back to my waist. Live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. Merrick Glazer. And I'm Kiki Anderson. Oh, damn. Oh, we usually so, introduce them. No. <laughs> <Yeah, I was laughs> I'm gonna, sorry. I'm gonna... sorry. Redo. Go back. <laughs> okay. Live from the studio. We're going to keep that in there. Live from the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Merrick Glazer. I'm Jimmy Seleski. And uh, tonight on the cast, we have a uh, former broadcaster, but uh, now full-time comic, uh, because you're unemployed. No. Yes. <laughs> unemployed. This is what I do all the time. Kiki Anderson. <laughs> Please pay me. <laughs> Thanks Get for having up. me on. <laughs> That's An awesome. Audience clap. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, are you from Oregon originally, or you're from no, here? No, so I'm from Montgomery County, but okay. uh, when I graduated college, I got an offer in Oregon. They were like, how do you feel about Eugene? And I was like, where is that on a map? <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> Who is he? Is he nice? Is he hot? <laughs> yeah, so you went to journalism school, I guess, right? I did. Okay, where'd you go? Uh, Arizona State. ASU, the Sun Devils. Is that right? I'm a Sun Devil, Jerry. Known for their uh, journalism. (laughs) No, they always, always. Yeah, the sunshine and hot babes. (laughs) Hot babes and reports. I don't fucking fucking know. Is that why they have so many articles about Arizona State? Because there's so many journalists that go there? That could be true. That's true. They self-perpetuate their own yeah, legacy. They're so like, yeah. no, no, we do more than party. Okay, prove it. We also it. write stories about ourselves. So <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of our thing. <laughs> okay, that's so good. fresh out of college, you went to Oregon. And was that part of the two-year contract? So you were there and then came here in the two-year two, two year span? So it's or been four years, to, like, actually. Re-up? Oh, shit. So I graduated and then I was living with my sister in LA and yeah. I was so broke. <laughs> and I was like, somebody please hire me. <laughs> and then they were like, okay, how about Oregon? And so I went and I interviewed and they're like, okay, you, you got the job. I'm like, okay, can I move there tomorrow? <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't buy groceries. <laughs> so I moved there and I spent all the money I had on a car so I could get to work. And nice. then, um, when I moved there, you know, you have to wait for your first paycheck. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, this is not an exaggeration. Did you get any, like, relocation ke- fees or anything like that? You do. You get okay, relocation cool. fees, but that comes with your first paycheck. Mm-hmm. So I literally ate peanut butter out of a jar for two weeks. Nice. Ooh. I do that on purpose. Actually, so. <laughs> not, <laughs> so, good. not good. Not well, good. He's on a diet. <laughs> yeah. I'll be great at being broke. You already are. Exactly. I'm already there. All I need is a job to not have, and I'll be good. I'll be perfectly set up. It makes sense, though. (laughs) It's like, wait a second. You're telling me you're no. (laughs) I'm hella rich. I got hella jars of Skippy. (laughs) I got a house full of Skippy. Oh, I buy the name brand. (laughs) Jif. You ever heard of Jif? I'm get the shit with crunchies in there. Uh, Peter Pan, <laughs> not just a Disney movie anymore. It's <laughs> that always weirded me out. Like Disney has like products. Like they have Donald Duck orange juice. That's what? true. Which is weird. Never yeah, thought about that. You never, you never saw that. What Donald is that? Du- it doesn't taste good, <laughs> and you think it would because Disney has a Florida company. So I assume they have oranges, right? Huh. They probably have orange groves down there. Yeah. 
I bet that was part of the deal. I bet Walt Disney was like, right before he went to the cryogenic chamber. He's like, Build my legacy of food products. When I come I back in three hundred years, I want to see things. some oranges. <laughs> <laughs> if I come back in twenty thirty four, there's no goddamn Donald Duck orange juice. I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> Fucking Walt Disney, dude. He's getting there. He's up and Hating coming. Jews and making juice, dude. That's his motto. <laughs> I think they, they misconstrued it when he was going in there. <laughs> I hate juice. Like, Wait a second. What kind? Apple? So we'll do orange juice? Just Is all okay? the juice. I hate all the juice. Like, all right, get in there. Maybe you'll get woke when you come out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I learned so much. I didn't know that, but now I know. <laughs> I yeah, guess that it's happened. a fact that he's frozen on <laughs> These are all facts we're spitting right now. Also, he's juice intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> so where is the move next? Where are you going to? Uh, I leave for Asia in a couple weeks, Ooh. and I'm going to go find my soul. <laughs> uh, I think it's in Asia for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it probably is there. Okay. I feel like that's where most souls go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so people keep pitching like the whole eat, pray, love thing to me. I'm like, look, just because I'm a white girl doesn't mean I've seen that movie. <laughs> but that seems very <laughs> much on brand for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds right, though. It's like, okay, yoga. I don't, I don't like yoga, but, you know. Wait, how long are you going to Asia for? Two months. Holy smoke. That's usually how long it takes to find your soul, right? Two months? Yeah, that's what they say. It's like, oh, by two months, you'll find it, and then you figure out what to do with it. Yeah. Uh, What if you find it, and you're like, I don't like that. Yeah, this (laughs) soul sucks, dude. I liked murders. (laughs) (laughs) Shit in Baltimore. (laughs) That was my soul. That was. I wonder if people from Asia are like, let's go to Baltimore and figure it out. (laughs) Is that that like costing a pretty penny, or what is it? What's what's Asia like? Is that like I feel I feel like the biggest cost is going to be getting over there, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I've been doing the math for a while, and it's actually cheaper to live in Asia than Baltimore. Go figure. Oh shit. So it's like, oh, I can live in Baltimore where you know rent is a grand a month, or you can go to Asia where you pay seven dollars a night to sleep in a bunk bed. So wow. Yeah. A bunk bed with an undisclosed roommate, just living with another person there, or. Yeah, that's that's kind of how it works. And I figure, like, if I bring, like, the Dixie cups, you know, then yeah, yeah, we'll cool. make friends real fast. Like, I'll just drop the Dixie cup down into the bunk below and be <laughs> yeah, like, hey, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Want to be my friend? <laughs> Ding uh, dong bong. Like, oh, shit, I don't know that yet. Hey, that's probably <laughs> how long does it take to learn Asian? No. <laughs> I've already learned it, you know, two okay. weeks on yeah, the Rosetta Eric's pretty fluent, as I've <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> He must have found his soul already. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a small Asian. Any <laughs> specific place in Asia, or just the continent? Just all of Asia. Oh, you're just <laughs> traveling across all of Asia. Uh, just southeast specifically, because it's warm and okay. cold. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, like, I guess, uh, like, Philippines aren't over there. It's like an island, but I guess Thailand. Uh, Malaysia that has Asia in it. Yeah, yeah. Malaysia. It's gotta be part Asia. <laughs> it's 
Yeah, this is South America, bro. Like, <laughs> no, you're thinking of my South America, dude. Like, my geography is way the fuck off these days. <laughs> so I wanted to do the Philippines, but you know, even though I'm a 26 year old adult, I still live with my dad, and he's like, um, you shouldn't go to the Philippines because you know murder and stuff. I'm like, oh, but like I I lived in Baltimore. He's like, no, but it's worse there. Like, Probably is. You chew gum and you spit on the ground. You you might get killed. Like, okay, oh, fair. Okay. Fair. Why did I think you were old? I don't know why. This is probably terrible. I didn't think you were older because you look older, but I just thought you were older than me because I'm 26 more too. We're both 20. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You were like, and now I'm going to make this life decision. I was like, oh, she's at least 32. Mm, I don't know. It's just the vibe I got. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> it was like an observation. I would take it as a compliment. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> if you have to choose. Okay, I'll take it. I did think Ian Salyer's uh, local comic, I did think he was way older than I was because I'm like, you're way like smarter and wittier than I am. No, he's just loud. He's just louder than us. As um, you get older, yeah. yeah. Damn. Maybe no. I need to get louder. Yeah, you got to I think it was because you worked for the news. I just assumed that you were just older than me. Because I was like, oh, the news, that's... It's old. It's old. <laughs> it's old. <laughs> <laughs> it's old. I you work for like the real news on like television? That's <laughs> No, wow. I'm just young, cheap labor. Uh, <laughs> no, my sister the other day, you know, we were talking about it. She's like, well, what's next for you? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I like news, but like, I don't know if I fit in news. She's like, yeah, like, you know, when you're on the news, you, you look like you shop at Talbots. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what that is, but that sounds Bad. <laughs> that does, that, yeah, that's how you know you shouldn't be on the news. Yeah. If you don't even know what Talbots is. I feel like it's clothes my grandma used to buy me right. as like a kid. Talbots. Talbots. Talbots and Oshkosh. Oshkosh, bagosh. Yeah, yeah. Talbot. I've never even heard of that. Damn. I think it's where like divorced moms shop, which, you know, that could be me. Give me, like, I'll let you know when I come back from Asia. Yeah, like, maybe that is my soul. Divorced moms Ooh. is starting to become my market lately. So <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> I'm going to start shopping at fucking Talbots. What's <laughs> up, ladies? Right, uh, fucking cross keys. <laughs> <laughs> Very Baltimore reference there. <laughs> Super inside baseball here. Yeah. So I, so I guess, so you like journalism, but you're not pressed to go back to it, is what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, I I just feel like when you watch the news, and may, maybe you guys can kind of chime in on this. Like when you watch, watch the, the news, news. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, Stay China. happy. <laughs> There's nothing good on there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like um, uh, I don't know. It, it just seems like a certain person's type of game, like very you know straight and narrow. And we're in a point where the news has gotten so crazy that it's hard to kind of stick to that brand. Like, yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. But also like, what's, what's the alternative? Like, I don't want to we be wearing like bottle, like bottle glasses, you yeah. know, what I mean? like Coke bottle glasses. Yeah. Like, but then they would pay for you to go to Asia. They would. But then you'd probably have to go to the Philippines and start spitting gum everywhere <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> right. We wanted to know what happens when this young white girl spits gum <laughs> on the ground. And here's what we found. This is me spitting. We gum. spent or we sent one of our reporters to the Philippines to be imprisoned for five months <laughs> to find her soul. She's still there. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It feels like it's very uh, like formulaic, and that's the thing. It's you know I'm 26 and I want to be creating a product that people my age are listening to, mm -hmm. and with with no disrespect to people that watch local news because that's our you know. Or base. Watch like, your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my brother may be listening to this. Okay, Eric Glaser's brother listens, and Alex. then, you know, my mother. 
By the way, he is going to be so jealous when he sees that you're on our podcast. Your, you know, if you had told me that before I quit, I would have stayed and I'd be, you know, I'd have health insurance. So I blame your brother. Shit. Well, that's risky. Did you business. ever end up on uh, any news bloopers on news YouTube? Bloopers. You ever watch those? Or is that like too close? Like you don't want to be, you know. So I definitely had somebody yell when I was live, uh, fuck her in the pussy. Okay. <laughs> but it never made it to any. Um, no comp, no compilation. <laughs> no. Fuck her in the pussy comps never showed up. <laughs> See, I had to go stand in a hurricane and get like hit by a stop sign or something oh for God. that to go viral. <laughs> I thought you were saying that happened and I got very scared for a second. <laughs> You're like, oh, that explains so much. That's why you do comedy. No, no. I was like, are you okay still? <laughs> Does bright light still affect you? It's like a you should get that checked out. So no. when you find your soul, and uh -huh. I know this is a existential question or whatever, but when you find your soul, do you think your soul is going to be in journalism or comedy? It's tough, right? Because like both are storytelling, mm -hmm. but one of them is you know more slant. It comes more from you. So local news is telling other people's stories, and that's really, really important. It feels good when it works out. But comedy feels good for different reasons, right? Because it's mm -hmm. like, well, I get to tell my perspective and like my story. Um, but also sometimes you... I don't know. I mean, maybe you guys can chime in. Like, sometimes it kind of feels like you're shouting to the void. You're like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't get the immediate reaction in news as opposed to comedy, where like, if you're doing a good job, you'll know it. But I guess if in no local news, if you're doing the same grind week after week, and it's like, all right, is this message getting out there? Is this like, you don't, I guess, did you have a lot of people like, giving you like feedback from your stories or anything like that or I wouldn't say from like the listening public but definitely from the people that we were talking to it's like thank god somebody took a second to like listen to what I had to say like and that's really rewarding but also they never we, laughed <laughs> <laughs> did you think it was funny the way I told your tragedy <laughs> I would say that probably most art is shouting into the void like the more I think about it like when you do something whether it's like comedy or music or whatever you're just speaking like your own perspective and with comedy it's like if people laugh that means that they it that like, they like get it you know like they understand what you're saying you know, and that's like the whole goal. Or like with music, like most of the time when I'm performing, I'm just singing stuff. Nobody gives a fuck. You're just like, okay. But, it but makes then you that feel one, good. But, but like, well, it makes me feel good when someone feels it. You know, that's like the whole thing about art is it's kind of like a self validation thing. It's like, well, I'm going to put myself out there and hopefully something of me resonates with someone else. That's like the whole point of it. And when it doesn't, it's like painful. It's like, oh shit, maybe that part of me sucks, <laughs> you know? But that's like a real thought that you have, you know? And so most of art, I would say, is just like, uh, it's kind of like when, like I, remember I read a tweet one time, uh, as people do. <laughs> and, uh, it really resonated with all 120 characters. <laughs> But it was like, uh, you know, tweeting it, tweeting at 2 a.m. is like starting a conversation with yourself and hoping someone joins. And that's kind of like what all of anything, especially with social media, it's like when you post on social media, when you do anything, it's like you just have this thought and you put it out there and you're hoping that people feel that same way. Totally. And it's the weirdest thing because like when they don't, it's like, oh, shit. I'm way the fuck off. Like, I didn't get shit about that. But it's the same way with music or comedy or anything else. So I feel like uh, I don't know. That's what I feel like. That's what drives the artist spirit 
in a way. But with journalism, it's like you don't really necessarily feel like you're putting yourself out there, especially in like local news, because they're not giving you the the like freedom to actually say what you want to say. They're just saying like, look, this is what we do: news, sports, and the weather, like murder, sports, weather. And uh, is there anything else that happens on local news? Uh, I think they do like puppy adoption. Puppy adoption. Yeah, that's like usually that. that's yeah. the top story of the day. <laughs> Today's <Yeah>. top story. <laughs> I don't. I think it's like I had a moment of zen recently where it was like very Asian. Nice. Oh uh, yes, you know I'm getting in spirit. Uh, <laughs> um, where it's like what you're asking yourself the wrong question if you're like, well, you know, what am I going to gain? You need to think about like, what am I willing to sacrifice? And does the sacrifice outweigh the reward, you know? So with any, anything that you do that you're passionate about, the rewards are always going to be few and far between because nothing Mm -hmm. is good all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, but all, all the things that I'm giving up, is it worth those romantic moments? Right. Yeah. So for example, local news, or any news, I guess, you know, you work holidays, you work weekends. For me, my particular schedule, I was waking up at four o'clock in the morning on Saturdays and Sundays to sometimes get a good story, but sometimes not. And in the meantime, I had to miss friends' weddings and funerals and birds of their babies. I'm like, this this isn't fair. <laughs> like, I'm covering the state fair this weekend, which is fine. You know, the state fair needs to be covered. It's an important story. It's local. Oh, yeah. But like, oh, they I miss my best friend's wedding. <laughs> got the greased up pig race and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> is that a thing that they do at fair still? Greased up pig race? It's never so. been a thing. <laughs> grease up pig race? It's like grease pig That's why I will never buy a ticket to the fair. So they put on the fucking big greased up pig race. Why are they greased up? Can't they just run? No, we're greasing them up first. It right. makes them look sexier. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what was like, was there any like weird, uh, I don't know, is there any like weird news story that like sticks out? Like, I don't know. Like, because I, I do, like, video production and shit, so, like, it's a similar thing where, like, you're going to tell people stories and uh, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, or there's just, like, other weird factors mm-hmm. in the environment when you're just doing it. Was there any, like, standout weird things that ever happened? So, I actually... Tonight, I was doing a, a stand-up set, and I was kind of talking about that, because I was like, you know, I never get to talk about this stuff because it's work, but now I don't answer to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would say in Baltimore, not so much, because Baltimore, you know, has its very, like, niche issues. But when I was working in Oregon, Oregon is just a spectrum of crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I like to tell people that in Oregon, you're either normal or a serial killer. <laughs> There's no in-between. Um, but one time... I had to go cover a nudist colony. Oh, no. That's dope. Oh, yeah. That's a good story. It, it rains was... all the time in Oregon. <laughs> yeah, that didn't phase like these people. Grease <laughs> 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 pigs, it's raining on them. There's naked people. I don't know. <laughs> Oregon State Fair, baby. Love it. Love it. <laughs> oh, Oregon State Fair. Or they call it the Oregon Country Fair. That's a whole oh. different. <laughs> oh. oh, you're talking about the Oregon Country Fair. That's a whole different fall. Yeah. Yeah. Entry is being nude. <laughs> nude to go. And greased. <laughs> no, usually it's just like hairy, naked people that all are greased up. But uh, yeah, the, the nudist colony, I went there on like a Saturday morning and I was very hungover and I had to go cover this story. And they were having this contest for 
They were trying to break the record for most amount of naked people in a pool at one time. Oh, no. Okay, okay. that could go south, I guess. Because yeah. you know the first 20 people are all just going for the Jets. <laughs> They're all just sitting by the Jets, <laughs> getting their place. We're going to be here for a while. We might as well get comfortable. <laughs> Jump in. The water's nice. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't imagine that because, like... Did you see anyone just pee in the pool? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> would have like, had to pee. I probably did. But I think it's a myth that the water turns red. I've never seen that happen. I think there has to be like a certain chemical in the water. But okay, so how many nude people were in this pool? Yeah, what was the record? <laughs> I got to know. I, yeah, I don't remember the how exact many number. Nude it was hundreds. The colony? Hundreds? Hundreds. Was there, there like hun- a limit to the pool size? Was it an Olympic size pool? Yeah, but they weren't worried about rules on this day. There was no rules. Well, yeah, they don't have clothes on. They don't care about rules. No rules. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. And at this point, you know, my job, I'm what they call multimedia journalist, so I shoot my own video. So I'm here by myself, and... um, you know, I'm interviewing people about and the they're day. they're all fine with just being on camera? Well, you know, you're not supposed to shoot their genitals, but yeah. trying to get video and not trying to get, like, a dick in your shot. It's like, yeah, oh, don't shoot wide like shots. 20 <laughs> dudes in the background walking around, like, trying to look at the camera. Hey. Also, when you're in the middle of the pussy. pool, I feel like it's got to be fucking awkward, dude, right? Like, you're just like... Yeah, did, did you, you have to get in the pool, too? <laughs> I'm reporting live from the most nude people in a pool ever. <laughs> <laughs> Negative 10 points for me because I am wearing high heels and a work dress. <laughs> no, uh, I was not in the pool, but like I did have to get creative. Like I had one guy like stand, you know, they have the like no running sign by the pool. So I was like, can, can you move four inches to your right? So you're behind that sign so I can get you in the shot because like your stuff is hanging out right now. <laughs> and like the crazy thing was can like. Can you cheat your dick off camera? <laughs> But get in the pose of the running guy. <laughs> Act like you're running. <laughs> wow, that is a very Oregon story, I got to tell you. So, okay, it's nudist colony. What is that like? Is that is it just like normal houses, or are they all in like teepees and fucking, like, was it a bunch of hippie people, or Gotta was it hippies. like people, it's had to be hippies, right? It was a mix. Like, I, I was very blown away by it because, like, some of it looked like, you know, people that, you know, are the receptionist at your local, like, government office who just, like, happen to be naked. And some of it was, like, very hippy-dippy, like, you know, I've been letting my hair grow out for 40 years. Mm. But the crazy thing was, like, there was also, like, there was old people and there was young people. I'm like, this is weird. Like, I don't even know if that girl's 18 and she's walking around here naked in front of, like, old dudes. This is crazy. Yeah. But, That's like, weird. you talk to these people, and they're like, you know, like, we were born naked. Like, we should be naked. And you walk out of there like, yeah, yeah, we should be. <laughs> like, I agree. And then, wait a second, I've been brainwashed. Well, at yeah. the same time, it's like, maybe we've been brainwashed to think that like we have to wear clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we put these fucking clothes on every day, and it's like, why? What are we fucking hiding from people? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, no other animal does that. We're the only fucking animal in the world. That fucking wears clothes. And it's like, why? You really think about that, it's like, maybe we're the ones that are fucked up. Maybe, I don't know. If you, we're a big Bible reference podcast, by the way. Super. Are we? (laughs) (laughs) Reaching out to the Bible Belt Christians (laughs) right now. When fucking Eve ate the apple, Adam was ashamed. And he fucking covered himself up. What is the moral of that story? It's an honest question. What does that mean? Why? What was it about humans that we became like ashamed of our own bodies to the point where we decided that we had to disguise it from other people 
to operate in regular society. She ate that apple, got fat. Adam was ashamed. <laughs> He's like, I don't even have pants on, but do I have a muffin top right now? <laughs> <laughs> Covered up. <laughs> Yeah. I actually like just had that conversation with a friend because it's like, yeah, you know, like the first time you hook up with somebody, it's kind of an Adam and Eve moment. It's like, oh, all of a sudden, you know, once you're done, you're like, you yeah, you're realize you're apple. naked. <laughs> Snakes crawling around. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the gods upstairs. Keep it down. Hey. I'm kicking you out. <laughs> Broomstick. Get, get, get out. <laughs> Like, what did Adam and Eve even talk about? Like, after they realized they're naked. What did like, they talk about to begin with? Right. They were like, so, yeah, so I created you. Yeah, you're, you're part of me. <laughs> Could have used that rib. Gotta tell you. But now it's you for some reason. I don't know. Because, like, uh, I don't know. It's all made up anyway. So we might whoa, as well just make whoa, it up. Whoa, oh, shit. Whoa. Are you very Christian? It could be a yeah. metaphor. It could be a metaphor. No. It's probably a metaphor for something. It's got to be something. There's nobody, no way somebody just made up a story for no fucking reason. And it just fucking perpetuated through millennia. Or maybe it did. I don't know. But I feel like there's got to be some meaning behind the tree of knowledge and eating the forbidden fruit and then opening up Pandora's box of sin and this, that, the other thing. That's got to mean something. Like, I feel like there's a deeper meaning. Here, The thing is, I feel like when you're in middle school, and like you get into seventh grade and you're like, this is bullshit. And it's like, okay, obviously, obviously there weren't two fucking people at the beginning of the world who fucked each other and then had like three kids and then they fucked each other and made more kids and then everybody's kids fucked each other until it became seven billion. Like obviously that's not how it actually happened. But there's got to be like this is an allegory for something like this is a metaphor for something this is like some wisdom that was being passed down in a way that people could absorb it and understand it that's the way i look at it so like when i when i'm not religious at all but when i read the bible i take it for what it is just like i take anything for what it is like people read you can read people read fictitious, fictitious books all the time you can read fucking harry potter and take something from it but at the same time like I don't know. Is Harry Potter going to be around like in 4008? I don't know. That'll be the new religion, man. It could be. Dude. Whoa. Wizardry. I guess, I guess in a way, the original religion was kind of like wizardry. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying right now. I apologize for no, everything. No, I think that's true, though. It's like it has to be a lesson that is relevant over time. And like, I don't know, maybe knowledge is the source of pain. So don't watch the news. <laughs> it could be. Yes. It could be. Like, even if... G okay, think about it this way. Even if Jesus wasn't a real guy, he probably was a real guy, but the shit that was said about him wasn't really... Like, he probably didn't actually turn water into wine. Like, I don't believe Jesus turned water into wine. Hold I on. I don't believe... <laughs> I don't believe <laughs> Jesus... <laughs> I don't believe Jesus walked on water because that, there's like, like I don't believe there was one guy in the course of all human history that just did this shit that is impossible. However, it's probably a likelihood that some dude existed at some point that inspired this shit. There probably was a Jesus. Yeah. And he probably did do some shit and speak some shit that people were like, whoa, this guy's really on to something. And then through the course of 2,000 years and the Catholic Church fucking manipulating shit and everybody taking their shit and doing something. Like, here's the other thing. Jesus is 
spoken of in Judaism. He's spoken of in Islam. He's recognized as a historical figure. It's not just Christians. Christians recognize him as the son of God. Jews don't recognize him as the son of God. Jews fucking killed him. That's why Walt Disney hates him. Dude. That's the whole thing. <laughs> Walt Disney can't fucking stand because he. But the like Islam that he's Isa in the Quran. Like he's a real. Like he's got to be a real fucking person. But he was doing some shit that like probably was uh, uh, sensationalized. Would yeah, be no. the word. He's just the David Blaine of, <laughs> of BC. He was whatever. probably like, dude. Like it's fucking. Well, what the fuck year was Jesus? Zero BC. Like, was, the whole fucking no thirty three BC. Thirty three BC. It I wasn't that at the David time. Blaine. <laughs> he just yeah, did DB. Whatever the fuck <laughs> what this guy do? did, he somehow became the most important person in all of humankind. In reality, when you really think about it, this is like the guy. Yeah, he was yeah. the first Kardashian. <laughs> he was. He was. He contoured the fuck out of his abs. Yeah. <laughs> just on the cross, like, damn. I gotta get that fucking makeup kit. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get that lip plucker kit. I don't know. Even if the guy wasn't real, I look at like this stuff that was said. And like if you okay, if if you like read the Bible, there's a lot of shit that's like fucking retarded, like like Leviticus. Leviticus literally looks like a like a tax code or something. It's like if you have more than seven goats, you have to pay this much percentage. It literally says like how much you have to pay to your local government and stuff. I'm like, this is clearly manipulated by whoever was in power at the time. You know what I'm saying? But like, I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, well, you're right. It was written by like a select group of people. Like only certain people could read and write at that time. They were usually, you know, like wealthy white men. And like so many Probably at the time, they were probably wealthy Middle Eastern men. If we're really getting down to it. If we're really getting down to it. This is all written in like Assyria before they dropped the A. They just were like, they're Syria now, but they were Assyria back in the day. And like fucking, uh, where was Jesus from? Nazareth? Nazareth guys weren't white. They weren't white. They were fucking Bethlehem. Why is he always white on the cross? Because (laughs) we fucking run shit now. (laughs) 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 We're not going to fucking put a brown guy on the cross. We're fucking white. (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, black people have black Jesus. The only thing the only thing I would say is Jesus was definitely not white. He was definitely a person. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and if I can prove me wrong, that's great. That's great. I'm going to say he wasn't white. He was probably a dude. And he was probably Asian. He was not Asian, dude. <laughs> Fucking Asian, Asian Jesus, Jesus, dude. Asian Jesus. Yeah, that's why he was so ripped. Well, <laughs> that's true. That's true. He was a Thai model at the time. Yeah. <laughs> just strictly rice and fish dye. They were like, you look too white for us. I'm sorry. It's like, they just drew me that way. I'm, I, I'm <laughs> Damn, I wish there was a fat Jesus. <laughs> like, that's Buddha. Um, that's Buddha. Buddha. Buddha is fat Jesus. See, I can respect hey, that. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Buddha's hey, in the house. <laughs> It's fat Jesus. <laughs> All of Bill Cosby's trademarks and copyrights are null that he's in jail. That's yeah, true. So we can do whatever we want now. We can make fat Jesus and sell it to someone. Please sponsor this podcast. <laughs> we'll make him white, of course. <laughs> we will. For real, though, like God is supposed to be like the image of man. I'm like, okay, but like the image of man usually is like a beer gut, like I don't know. Back receding then, hairline. Everyone was like malnourished, and I don't know. He had to make a bunch of fish to feed people. So. That's true, and you don't get fat off of fish. It's a very fatty, but it's a good fat, you know. Yeah. Unless he was cooking it in oil. 
I don't know. See, I watched yeah, a that video of a, of a concert from like 1986. It was in Maryland. <laughs> and Jesus like was there. <laughs> I watched a video from 96 AD. Yeah, dude. They got cameras back. <laughs> they did. Uh, 1986 AD. And uh, everybody was skinny back then. That was like pre-GMOs, whatever that means. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Genetically modified yeah, O's. and then hormones. Yeah, and all yeah. All, this, all the stuff. All the stuff. All the stuff that we feed animals and don't realize it stays in their systems and we eat it. We're like, no, but they ate it. <laughs> yeah, but then you eat. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? They already ate it. <laughs> I can't eat it again. <laughs> dude, yeah. A big Christian podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, reaching out to our religion. Utah base Everyone, right open now. your books to <laughs> him thirteen. <laughs> I think I think that when people so like when you talk about like finding your soul or whatever, I think about this a lot too because it's like I think everybody. Here's the thing: I think that we all kind of intrinsically think the same way. I think that we all have the same desires and and wants out of life, but we we uh, express them different or translate or think about them differently. So like in the same way that like if you go down to like pretty much every religion, they all kind of express the same intrinsic values. They're just expressed through a different way. So like this religion has this story about it and Buddhism has this story about it. And like some people resonate, some people, Buddhism resonates with certain people versus like Christianity, but it's all the same kind of thing of like let go of like yourself and kind of give to the world or whatever. I feel like, I feel like finding your soul in a way would be because I often think about like like what is the purpose of of what I'm doing like because you wake up every morning you do shit and you're like why why like for instance for like you you want to do comedy you want to you want to talk to people you want them to laugh but when you really get down to it, it's like why do you have that compulsion to do that why do you have a compulsion to, to, to speak your truth and have people feel it? Or even with music or anything else. And it's like, in a way, I feel like for the longest time, for myself, when I would like make music or whatever, I would think, well, I just want, I want people to like my music. But it's like, why? Is it because you want them to like you? Is it because they want you to respect you as somebody who's good at what you do? Is it because you want to be remembered or known for doing something? But that's all ego. That's all ego. That's yeah. all me wanting me to be something. That's not necessarily the reason why you should be doing something. I feel like true artistry, and maybe I don't understand it yet, but I feel like the true enlightenment would be when you understand that it's not about you, it's not about what you're doing, but it's about the role you play in the world around you and how you can contribute to it. And so it's weird how, I'm just saying it's weird how we have these compulsions to do things, but we don't really understand why it is. Like even like when you're a kid, like we, you feel the same emotions when you're a four-year-old that you feel when you're an adult. The difference is when you're an adult, like when you're an adult, when you're a 25-year-old man and you, or a woman or whatever and you understand Hey, you're you 26 want. now, though. 26, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I can speak on being 25 because <laughs> I've been 25. 
been there, done that. When you feel a certain thing, you process it. When you're a kid and you're hungry, you just fucking cry. You're a baby, you just fucking cry. And these kids are feeling the same things. Hunger, thirst, wanting something, wanting to do something. These are all the same emotions. You don't grow out of that. You just... As you become older and more mature, you just learn how to bottle it up and suppress it. <laughs> deal with exactly. it. That's yeah. all your 20s is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And wait till you fucking die. But but I would, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like when people talk about finding their soul, I feel like ultimately there, you have to have, like I talk to, I talk to people sometimes um, and they'll say like, oh, I just think that like, like especially like if you talk to like, I don't want to, I feel like, I feel like people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, Jimmy must be religious. I'm not fucking religious. I'm just speaking what I'm thinking right now. If you talk to somebody who's like a, 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 a strict atheist, say like, there is no God, there is no purpose, there is no nothing. It's just we're here right now and we're just a bunch of chemical reactions and we're just doing shit for whatever reason. That's it. But it's like, if you extrapolate beyond that, why is it that humans desire social validation? Why is it that we have a drive to reproduce? Why is it that we have a drive to do all that, to sustain our own existence? Like these are all evolutionary things. Like it's not just as simple as like this is just the way it is. Like there is a drive in nature for us to be the way that we are. And even though in our own consciousness we process it as, well, I just want me to be doing this. There's got to be, there's a deeper, in my opinion, there's a deeper meaning behind all of that. And it doesn't necessarily have to whittle down to Christianity or Judaism or Islam. It's something bigger. I think it's represented by all of those things. And I think that they're all different translations of the same mentality, in my opinion. Um, and so when, when you talk about finding your soul, I really think that when you talk about finding your soul, I think it means finding your purpose. And what is it that you're doing? Why do I exist? What is the purpose? Like, why am I me and why am I here and what the fuck am I doing? Like I'm just going to fucking be here and then I'm just going to keep getting older and then eventually I'm just not going to exist anymore. Like there's got to be a reason for some of this shit, right? Maybe. Yeah. There's got to be a reason. Why Why isn't, why it could have just as easily been nothing. could have been nothing. There could be nothing if you think about it. You know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? Yeah, I mean I kind of, I'm on that same wavelength as you. Like I had this I'm going to go on a tangent here. I had this super like woke moment in college where I was taking an astronomy class and it was talking about how like the whole world is like a series of like collisions, you know, this planet banged into this planet and then like humans started to exist and like it's just all a series of like happenstance. But then I had that same thing. I was like, well, then why do we feel things like jealousy and love? And like that's that's extra, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is that is God. That is that extra element that we can't quite put our finger on. Mm -hmm. But then it, for me, that meant like, okay, well, that's that's my why, right? Like, the world doesn't need my news stories or my comedy. Like, the world will continue going without those things, but I need those things to literally get through my day. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just figuring out what gets you through your day and, like, what what harms you, you know? Like, when if it's something that's really, like, malnourishing you, then you got to get rid of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that is my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty on on beat. That wasn't a tangent, I would say. 
Well, I think the cops are coming after you for that one. Yeah, like, <laughs> she's figured it out. Murder her. She said it was going to be a tangent, and it wasn't. <laughs> Lock her up. <laughs> Lock her up. <laughs> fucking Trump's poor ass cops out there. <laughs> Hello, I will be running in 2020. Helping everybody find their why. <laughs> I really do. Th- I really do think that that is the fundamental question. It's why. Like we can, we can do, we can do, we can do experiments. We can scientifically analyze things. But in reality, when you when you're doing a scientific experience, you're not or experiment. You're not inventing anything. You're discovering things. Like when we do all these astrophysics and chemistry yeah. and biology, you're it's not... It's not necessarily even discovering. It's just like proving that it exists. You are literally just stating what is... You're making sense of what already exists. And I feel like that's all existence is. In the same way that I said when you're a kid and you have all these emotions and as you get older you learn what those emotions are and you learn how to communicate with people. Those things don't change. It's you that changes, and it's you that learns how to deal with it. So there is a base reality that exists, and we, with our fucking five senses, are doing our best at trying to interpret it for, our, for ourselves, but I, 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 I guess, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you're looking for here. Nice. Like I'm fucking no. When I'm 27, you guys hit me up. I'll know. I'm 27. Hopefully, I'm smarter than when I'm 26. I would hope that. Uh, that's a crazy thing. It's like when I look back when I'm like 24, I'm like, yeah, I was a fucking idiot when I was 24. But also, you're an idiot now. <laughs> <laughs> when does the idiot stop? Yeah, that's what I've been trying to figure out. I'm just a big ass dumb dumb, and I'm just trying to be like a Tootsie Pop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just trying to get to that tap. Trying to have that fucking <laughs> one two. <laughs> <laughs> fucking peace out, world. Got to talk to Mr. <laughs> Al, dog. <laughs> Al knows. Do you ever think about like how good commercials were when we were kids? Like I was thinking about it the other day. Like I can't name one like relevant commercial right now, but like. The Herbal Essences commercial, those were so risque. It was like a chick just like moaning in a shower because yeah. her shampoo was so good. Or like, um, <laughs> I don't know. Reese's Puffs for breakfast? <laughs> or uh, fucking, I don't know. Like commercials used to be fun. I feel like commercials now are all like, they're supposed to have like a message too. Yeah. Instead of just being like entertaining or like memorable, people are like, I don't know. And not no shame on Dove because it was a good marketing <laughs> campaign. But when they're like, Dove is for everyone, and then they're like, showed a whole bunch of different people using soap. It's like you could also just have a a nice Dove flying on the screen. <laughs> like we like, knew everyone needs to shower. You don't yeah. need to fucking like we reinforce know you're soap. You don't need to show me people shower. <laughs> Everybody showers, hopefully. What's the last like memorable commercial that you've seen? Uh, probably was uh <laughs> <laughs> taking me all the way back to Dove, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I couldn't know. tell you. I couldn't tell you. I think uh, it wasn't even like an American commercial too, and it kind of contradicts my last statement because it was like, and also I don't know what the commercial was for, so I I'm also wrong in both aspects. But it was <laughs> like uh, this like. I think it was like this kid trying to steal medicine from like a store in like Asia. We're going back to Asia. 
that is a topic for and podcast. then like and then the store owner catches him and he's like why are you stealing this he's like my mom's sick so then he gives it to him anyway and then that kid after that day he goes on to become a doctor and then later in life sees that store owner having a hard time comes in to get checked out but he doesn't have money to pay for it and then he just writes it off like gives him the treatment and everything pro bono because he helped him out when he was a kid and with his mom and uh, I think that was like a Carfax commercial (laughs) I was going to say was that like (laughs) Carfax (laughs) and then Fox popped up like I'm the Carfax Fox (laughs) (laughs) have you been in a collision (laughs) (laughs) no I forget what it was for but that was like like, that was touching (laughs) I'm touched I need to know more about my used car (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was going to be like a medicine commercial. Like it side effects was. might include death. So if you steal this for your mom, she might die. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think I forget what commercial it was for, but it was like, I don't know. Every once in a while, like a viral ad will pop up on Facebook. Like people be like, you have to see this like bing bong bang and you'll never feel the same way again after watching this commercial that is purposefully fucking with your emotions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see it's really impacted this. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I'll watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed that Facebook ads, they're Facebook ads now on videos? Yeah. They don't tell you about it. I feel like that makes me not want to watch the video. Like I'll be tricked into watching like a clickbait video and right before they like get to the part that drew me into the video, they'll have an ad forcefully there. You can't skip it. You got to watch it. And it makes me so mad that I just, I it breaks me free of like the clickbaitiness of it, and yeah. I'll be able to just skip out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. I, there's so many like I feel like advertising in most aspects doesn't work, and maybe I shouldn't be saying that because I do sometimes make commercials for my job. <laughs> <laughs> they work when we do it. They work when I do it. I make a dope commercial. <laughs> Well, when's the last time you bought something because of a commercial? Like, kind of all the time, right? Because you'll see like a fucking, you'll see like, oh, the new case of Double Luco at Taco Bell. <laughs> Double Luco. Like, <laughs> Double yeah. Luco. And you'll be like, man, I should try that shit. It's just like advertising. When my dad always used to tell me, he was like, because because marketing's always been the same. He was like. Marketing, the way it was described when he was growing up, was nine touches, what they used to call it. And uh, and kind of you can factor this into your own business, whatever you want to do. But it's really about like the fact that it's not necessarily you're going to put yourself there. People are going to see that you put yourself there and be like, oh, I need that. But if you constantly stay present in people's existence, and at some moment they're going to think, like for instance, like let's say you're a painting contractor. And every fucking like my dad was. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> let's what a, let's, a random, <laughs> very <laughs> hypothetical <Yeah>. situation. <laughs> I'm like, let's say you did that for a living, and you put yourself out there. You knocked on doors and you said, "Hey, just want to let you know." So I do. You can fly in their mailbox. Yeah, the nine touches. Yeah, he the nine shakes t- their hand, grabs <laughs> their shoulder, <laughs> pat on the butt, sexually assaults, smooch them. on the neck, gets back. <laughs> Boom, bang, bang, 36 <laughs> years later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and that's not even all nine yet. <laughs> he comes back the next day. <laughs> There's more to go. <laughs> he puts tape on the door so they can't lock it. He goes in at night. <laughs> I really need my door to shut. 
<laughs> you put yourself out there, and this is something that you said to me that was profound that you didn't, I don't think that you realized it was profound when you said it, but people say things, <laughs> Eric says a lot of things, people say a lot of things that they don't realize is profound, but like when I think back on it, I'm like, oh shit, that's what it is. You put yourself out there as somebody who does something, and at that moment, people might not necessarily want a double luco from Taco Bell. You know, they might not want a fucking whatever. But if you're constantly in their in their existence, constantly putting yourself out there, and you scroll down on Facebook feed, you see a fucking ad, oh, the Chupa Lupo, at some point you're going to get hungry. And when you're hungry, you're going to think, Chupa I wonder Lupo? if Taco Bell's open. <laughs> but that's literally how marketing works. And so, like, it's the same way, like, for, like, music gigs, for instance. Yo, I play music, blah, blah, blah. You meet people, you talk to people, whatever. At some point, they're going to need to fill in a spot. And at some point, they're going to be like, oh, wait, Jimmy does that shit. I got his number. I'll text him up. And that's how it works. So, like, you don't really see the fruits of your labor at the time, but people who understand marketing understand that at some point, it really comes down to, like, like Coke is the best example. Coke is so good at marketing that they've become synonymous with soda. Like, let me get a Coke. We got Pepsi. Whatever, dude. Just give me a fucking Coke, dude. I don't care. It's fucking Coke to me. It's just like, it just is that. And like, uh, like a uh, well, better example. Kleenex. But also a worse example. Well, Kleenex is a better example. Worse okay, example. Sorry. Refrigerator. Refrigerator was a brand name. What? Yeah, Refrigerator was a brand name. You stop that. You keep blowing my mind. <laughs> but they just fucking put it in there like you need a refrigerator wait what's the proper name for a refrigerator an ice box ice box something something that keeps your stuff cold there's no reason for that to be called a refrigerator somebody invented a thing that keeps your shit cold and made up a thing called a refrigerator and then people just became synonymous because they fucking capitalized on that market and now there's like a billion companies that make refrigerators so it's like that's all time passed but like the end of the day I guess what I'm saying is you put yourself out there as somebody who does something and people will eventually need it, and you'll be the person they think of. So with Facebook ads, it's like, you don't know what the fuck you're seeing every fucking day. You watch a video, something pops up, hey, it's this guy. And then like three months down the road, you don't know how it sticks with you. I don't know. I don't know, because Facebook keeps telling me to sign up for dating apps. I'm like, are you telling me that I need to date? Eventually you're going to date. I don't feel like I need that. <laughs> Eventually you're going to end up on one of those apps. No! Probably. I was... <laughs> no. uh, I was uh, I was uh, in a relationship for a long time, had no success on Tinder, which I wasn't trying while I was in a relationship, for the record. But then after I got out of my relationship, the first thing I did was like, all right, well, this is a thing I can do. I didn't need it at the time, but now I'm going to fucking try it out. Still had no success, for the record. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the stenographer is writing down <laughs> the amounts of ass you got. <laughs> coming up zero. It's a big ticker on the wall. It's filling up my zero. fucking schedule C right now. Just like how much <laughs> ass you're gonna write off for the year 2017? Zero. Yeah, zero. I think you get Medicaid for that. Actually, now that I think about it, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> I got no ass in 2017. Damn. Nice. No ass. You were an ass free year. What was that like? Let's go deeper. Uh, not very different from right now. Not very different from <laughs> 2018, I gotta tell you. Gotta tell you. 
most of your life is spent not getting ass. There's yeah. like a few moments Most in your life. Most of your life. formative years are strictly no ass. I grew up not getting ass. Yeah. Yeah, there's no six-year-olds going around, I ain't getting no ass this year. <laughs> I got no ass for the <laughs> longest oh, time. I want ass for Christmas. Only ass will do. It really isn't like, ah, uh, man. It was actually kind of dope, dude. Getting, uh, I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> I literally don't know. <laughs> Getting ass is like, it's just like, it's one of those things that like it comes and it goes. But at the same time, to me, in my life, it's kind of more, it's, it's more trouble than it's worth. Because I get so fucking paranoid about everything. Like, you have sex with somebody you don't know. And it's like, oh man. What if they are this and what if they get? Especially if you're a dude, it's like, what if they get pregnant? This, that, that. I don't fucking like it. It's too much. You don't think that's a worry for a girl? Yeah, yeah if they get pregnant. For girls. What if I get pregnant? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put up a hard line stance right here. I'm gonna put up a hard line stance right here. As a girl, you are in control of that situation. No, fuck that. No, you're not. No, you're not. You can you're go in to control. <laughs> me, I'm in control. As a girl, you can go to CVS the next day, take a plan B, problem solved. I can't make you take a plan B. If you text me in a month and say, uh, remember that night, I'm pregnant, I'm keeping it. There's not shit I can do about it. You control that situation. But you could have control that situation. Listen, ladies can only get pregnant like two days out of the month, technically. Like... There's only a tiny window where they can get pregnant. Dudes can get girls pregnant every single day. Dudes should be the one taking birth control because they are in control uh, of it oh, all I the would, time. If, no, I would take birth control if I could. <laughs> Just for like my own, like, I don't know. It would ease my conscience so much. Right. I would take birth control if I could. That'd be cool. Get a vasectomy. Cool. <laughs> no, because then, because that's the only option for dudes. There's no other option. I can't, like, with women, it's like, I'm going to keep taking this pill. Or I'm going to put this thing, like whatever the fuck, patch or ring or whatever the fuck women do. And then it's like when I want to have a kid, I'll just stop doing that and then I'll have a kid. With men, it's not like that. With men, it's like if I get a vasectomy, I'm done. Nothing I can do. Vasectomies, huh? You can undo them. You can reverse. You can undo a vasectomy. You can undo it. They just stitch your little tubes back together, and like you're good to go. Sheesh. If I get a fucking vasectomy after this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) and it turns out I can't have a fucking kid, I'm gonna be uh, like give you your their your tubes after like your wisdom teeth getting out. I thought you'd want these. They're not in there still? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be fucking livid. And that's an understatement. Because I do want to eventually have kids, just not right now. And I'm not sure if they're... I can't imagine a time in my life when I'm like, I got it figured out. I am a man, and I am ready to take another person and teach that person how to be an adult. Because that's really what having a kid is. It's right. Like, you, you fucking... You make a little you, and then you're like, all right, me... This is what how I, would, I fucked up. This is what I would do if I were just born. And then you fucking take him through the fucking ringer and you make him do all this shit. But it's like, I don't feel like I am in a position to be able to be like, all right, this is what you do. And especially, like, this, oh look, it all comes back to this. I truly feel like there is a certain amount of stress that is entailed on both genders when it comes 
to having sex, which is not the reason why I don't have a lot of sex. I don't want anybody to take that. <laughs> Jimmy want, is open for sex. He's not that stressed is out. Speaking differently, on 2017 this. was a hard year for everyone. 2017's outside, like, hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> remember me? <laughs> Pulling up my fucking calendars. No ass. No ass. No ass. And he's like, I remember things a little bit differently. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you texted that girl a lot. Now that I think about it, and I don't remember any ass. Fuck 2017, dude. That's my motto. 2018 <laughs> going great. 2018's not been so bad. 2018's been uh, a little bit better. Uh, if, okay. <laughs> What's about to happen? I'm so it's excited. Not, it's nothing big. I'm just saying, like, when you're involved in these type of things, it's like, when I was younger, for me, it was really about, like, because you're insecure. Well, I was, at least. I think everybody's yeah. insecure, especially when it comes to sex. Like, like when you're a fucking 19-year-old kid, you haven't had that much sex. Like, you're just trying to figure out, like, you fucking hook up with a girl, and it's like, am I doing this right? And she's thinking, like, am I doing this right? And, like, everybody thinks everybody else has it figured out, but everybody's like, whatever. And so everybody's just trying to get experience off of each other, like in high school or something like that. But when you get into, like, your 20s or whatever... There's emotions involved, and like you can really like. I always try to. I always try to wonder. I always had this inclination that just having sex with random people was like immoral. That being said, I will do it. <laughs> but that being said, I'm not religious. <laughs> <laughs> not really. But I've always tried. To, I've always had this feeling that it was, and I've always tried to explain why. Why would it be immoral? And then would dig deeper in it and see how, like, when you have that relation, like, a sexual relationship is kind of, like, a weird thing because it's, like, like, because especially in our generation more than any generation, like, I was talking to my dad the other day. We were driving up to the farm to bury my dog. Rest in peace, Retsina. Dude, what? that was a fucking hassle, by the way. Yeah, we'll great. talk about that after the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I was saying, like, that. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody in my generation that, is exclusively dating somebody before they have sex. Yeah, that's not a thing. But like, also, like, ugh, like sex is just like, like a key part of a relationship. Like, you're not going to start dating somebody and then find out, ooh, this is bad. We don't have chemistry. But, yeah, like, yeah. that's a cultural shift in a way because that wasn't, like, I, people obviously just had sex with each other in previous generations, but I feel like the cultural norm at the time was, like, most people, like, you would date, you would hang out, and then eventually you'd work your way to sex. But now it's like the reverse. It's like you meet somebody, you hook up with them, and then after you're hooking up with them for a certain amount of time, then you're like, are we dating or like are we just banging? Or like it's like a weird thing. Is that just me or is that? No, nah, I that's think, real. Yeah, and I still think that it's really unclear. Like maybe it's a millennial thing. I don't know. Like I think it's very unclear like – where that line is like when do you start sleeping with somebody and when is it dating <laughs> like i don't i think that's still super unclear i start sleeping with people as soon as possible <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they give me the go ahead that's my line as soon as i'm waiting at the red light and as soon as the light turns green, I'm going. <laughs> By the way, I got hit with two red light cameras on the way. Through. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're not waiting at the red light. Not nah, waiting. The, the, the thing is, it was the same fucking red light. I was, <laughs> I was driving up. I was driving up. 
uh, Falls Road, and I stopped at Roland Avenue, and I was like a foot past the line, and I see his light go off, and I was like, did somebody just take a picture of me? And I looked back, <laughs> and then another flash went off. <laughs> I was like, did that thing, and then I saw it was a big-ass red light camera. I was like, that red light camera just bleeped me twice, and I got to pay Jeez. two red light infringements for this fucking thing. They might not, did they send you it yet, or no? I mean, they this might was, not send you it. This was... Uh, you think the second picture was erasing the first picture? Yeah, They yeah. canceled it out. They were like, yeah, take yeah. it back. Well, <laughs> the first one was the picture. The second one was like the men in black flash. <laughs> 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 make the camera forget. <laughs> the camera was like, I've never seen that car in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've like... Because I've been hit by like red light cameras like that before. And that's just like shitty calibration. I think if you weren't in the middle of the red the the road, that's usually what and does the, it. The second one that like uh, I think the second one is like a fail safe to be like, all right, did this guy actually go through? And if you didn't, I think they're probably not going to give you one. But also, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a line here. I'm gonna go out on a line and say that I'm gonna get hit with two red light tickets, <laughs> and I'm gonna have to go to court like a fucking jackass and be like, but it's the same place at the same time. They're gonna be like same infraction. I don't know, dude. Why'd you back up and go through it again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any faith in that shit. All I know is I was driving up here and I was like, I was feeling good. I was like, I'm going to go season's pizza and I'm going to get some beer. And then I got hit with two red light infractions. That was tonight? This was tonight. <laughs> That's why I was so confused by your question. You're like, did you already get the ticket? I'm like, it was an it was hour. Like, they texted, it to, oh, they texted it, it to me. I just got an Instagram message. You're Damn, fucked. Yeah, you oh. got tagged on <laughs> Baltimore City tagged you in a post. Oh, shit. What's this? Oh, it's my yeah. car. <laughs> why did they post this twice? Uh, There's a yeah, picture of you that might be you. You open up. Oh, that's me. But I don't look good. I'm removing that tag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put this as spam. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, fuck that, dude. Whatever, I'll pay it eventually. Yeah, yeah. paid him. I called up the courts today. After I find out, I got denied for my housing, and I was like, "All right, guys, look, I'm back in the market for renting. Stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to expun expunge my record." And they were like, "All right, this is the Department of Expungement," and I was like, "Perfect." And so they told me it takes like four months. Oof. Which is like, why? 2018, maybe a year of no ass, too. <laughs> exactly, dude. You can't, you can't. Okay, so spoiler alert, I'm also 26. I also happen to be circumstantially living at my parents' house. Um, however. Wait, how old is Eric? I'm 26. We're all, oh, 26. We're all the yeah, same yeah, age. Yeah. We're all living the same struggles. Yeah. yeah. Why well, live. Uh, with some roommates in Hamden. Wow, <laughs> Eric's doing so much better than us. He's bragging about it, too. Out, yeah, dude. You're really fucking rubbing it in right now. No, no. I'm, I'm fucking up all over the board. <laughs> <laughs> Having your own spot has got to be the dope. I had my own spot once. It was cool. I was living with my girlfriend, so I don't consider it like my well, own spot. Well, you had your own spot for like two months. And then you Actually, I had it for eight months. Girlfriend. I only lived there for two months. <laughs> I literally, I kid you not, I slept there four four total nights. I remember moving you into that place, dude. Yeah, it was a nice spot, dude. It was cool. It yeah. was a solid spot. But yeah, those dreams are done. Yeah, but uh, yeah, backstory for uh, anyone uninitiated the podcast. Go back to like one of the early eps. I think it was Ellis and Valance were on, and you talked about. Uh, why you need to get your record expunged now, which was mm -hmm. a uh, 
he got stuck in a parking garage, and then uh, I tried to let myself out of the garage by lifting up the gate, <laughs> <laughs> which in my mind was my human right as a human. <laughs> I deserve to not be trapped in this box Why? of cars. Well, you really think about well, it. All the payment devices are out, and there's no one working it. What the fuck am I? What am I supposed to be trapped in your fucking cement box for the rest of the night? Like you're just a person. Like, what if I just told you, oh, you're stuck in my garage until I can figure out my fucking door. You just can't leave. You just have to stay here. Call the cops. Call the cops. Get them to open it. No, fuck that. You're going to get the fuck out. They're human beings. They have a private thing that they don't fucking manage correctly. And I was like, fuck you guys. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I got places to go. You're I didn't like have anywhere to go. a fucking hamster in a cage. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What the fuck do I look like? I paid you guys my eight bucks. Not yet. And never. <laughs> and I'm banned from the garage now. <laughs> Wait, so was it like a camera or somebody like stopped him? Was like, no, halt. camera got him, yeah. It was a camera. Cameras always get me, dude. Camera's my worst enemy. I'm not photogenic. <laughs> never been photogenic. Never understood people that take pictures. I don't understand. Like, I kind of regret the fact that I'm 26, and to this day, I have probably taken maybe three good pictures in my life. Yeah. Probably. I took one of them. You did take a good picture. That yeah, was a good yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, when my kids look back, they were like, Dad, you were fucking ugly. Yeah. Well, and that's <laughs> I mean, the thing I off. think about, too. Like, whenever we think of, like, our grandparents and shit, they only have, like, three pictures of their entire life. And I'm going to be the same way because I don't like any of my pictures either. I'm just going to delete all of my pictures <laughs> off the internet, like off my hard drives. I'm going to keep like three headshots <laughs> and they're going to be like, damn, he must have had to sit there for like three hours while I took that shit. And he painted those. Yeah, <laughs> iPhones back then. How do they even take a picture off that shit? <laughs> See, that's probably, like, a better perspective, though. Like, think about all the, like, chicks on Instagram who are, like, posing with, like, their butts in the mirror. Like, what are their grandkids going to say? Like, like, Mom, you had a fat ass. <laughs> 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 that is kind of crazy, though. I, like, I am jealous of Instagram baddies, in a way, because they <laughs> take phenomenal pictures. <laughs> and, like, they are beautiful. Like, even if it's fake. Like, if I could take one picture where people are like, damn. That is a hot ass dude. With like fucking the puppy face and like my fucking ass sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> fucking whatever, dude. Yeah, I don't know what it would be. Eyes. I don't know what's hot for a guy. The the standards for hot. Yeah, that's the thing too. I don't know how like to take a good picture as a dude. Cause cause girls Cause you have to either look like you're like smelling something weird and you're like like what? <laughs> <laughs> It smells weird. Yeah, yeah. And then, or like, uh, it just has to be like, every any good photo of me and every worst photo of me is taken candidly. Because you have to look secure as a man. Women, I'm going to speak on this. Take a break. <laughs> women. <laughs> All right, please mansplain women to me for a second. Also, can I bum a cig off of you? Yeah, also, I'm going to go take a piss real quick. I feel as if women... And this is the hardest thing for men and women to understand about each other. Is I feel like women find okay, that was terrible. <laughs> find different things attractive in men than men find attractive in women. That's not even a, a smart statement, that's obvious. But like like I would see dudes that like girls find attractive and I'm like, how the fuck is this guy hot? How is this guy hot? You know? Like he's like 
Because the male image of attractiveness is like, we base it off of what we would find attractive in a man. Like, oh, he's fucking jacked as shit. Fucking, like, this, that, the other thing. And then, like, a lot of times, like, I'll, like, I swear to God, every time I'll pull up, like, my brother will do this a lot because he, like, follows a lot of, like, hip-hop artists and shit like that. He'll pull up, like, a, a video on Instagram of, like, this dude, like, singing a song and he's, like, looking super hot or whatever. And girls always be like, I don't know, he just looks too, like, into himself or whatever. He's not, like, it doesn't, like, it, it, he's, like, so into himself, it's not attractive to me. But, like, with guys, like, we'll look at a girl who's taking a picture of her ass. was like, she's clearly into herself, but we will find, we don't give a fuck. We look at, like, strictly, that girl's hot. That girl's hot. But, like, women will look at a picture and be like, I don't know, I just feel like he would just be this kind of guy or this kind of guy, and, like, he just poses like this, and that gives me the wrong vibe. And I feel like, as a dude, the best picture you can take is, like, a solid candid, solid candid, where, like, you just look like you're just, this is going to be wrong. Before anybody says anything, this is probably going to be wrong. But I feel like a dude takes a picture, and, like, in that moment, he just looks like he's just fucking got it figured out. He's fucking laughing, great smile. Looks like he's financially secure. <laughs> looks like looks like he like he just has that kind of face. It's like if got something happens, got it all figured out. Something happens, I got it in my bank account. Is something ha- like I don't know. That's just the way that I've looked at shit, and I feel like maybe the reason why we've never taken a good picture is because we're insecure. We're insecure. <laughs> I feel like girls can sense that shit. Like no, they look at but see, I don't, and I can't speak for all women, but I feel like. Please well, I just I'm Did. here as a representative of my gender. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think the threshold for guys is so much different than from girls. Like, okay, if you take a girl who's a soft seven, <laughs> she is still like full of insecurities versus a guy who's a seven. Like, he's just hot enough where he can like get away with being a douchebag and not get any shit for it. Like, a girl can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Yeah, if you look like a Victoria's Secret model, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. like a guy who's just hot enough, looks like he brushes his hair, brushes his teeth, like that's good enough. <laughs> you know, like, oh, he's got a good job. Like that's that's just fine. But those are things. <laughs> also, well, the thing that has, that guys don't have that works against girls too is guys aren't judging other guys' pictures. I am. You're getting, you are? Yeah, I... do you never judge your guys' pictures before, dude? Not really. Unless like they're really bad. Unless they're super bad, I'll be like, all right, that's pretty bad. But I'm not going to, like, you know, piece everything out. Unless, like, that's part of the show that we're doing. Unless, like, we just pull up dudes' Instagrams right <laughs> Yeah, now. let's do it. Dude, I'll pull up a dating app right now. Like, I, I don't know. There's, there's no winning for guys in terms of those types of pictures because it's, like, like, I don't know, like, if a guy has a shirtless picture, I think that's gross. But if the guy has, like, a picture of him, like, hunting, I also think that's gross. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, like... I'm not really sure what a winning picture is, but if you look too confident, like I will be turned off because I think that you do think something about yourself. Let me you ask know? you a question. Like, how often, if you have any experience with dating apps whatsoever, how often do you read the bio? Uh, no, I'd say I probably always read the bio. Okay. Uh, so uh, full disclosure, I have been on three dates from dating apps and they have all been fucking terrible (laughs) i hate dating apps they are notoriously bad but some people go on dating apps and meet the person they're gonna marry so maybe like i'm not the best person people are just boring (laughs) yeah truthfully 
Like, any... I've, like, literally been on, like, two dating app dates. And over the span of however many... Like, I don't know. I was on Tinder, like, four years ago for a solid long time. (laughs) And no dates out of it. And then more recently was on for, like, not too long. But I was like, all right, I'm going to try to get back out there. And it was just bad. I yeah. feel like I feel like uh I don't know. I feel like it it it's like the lowest common denominator for mm-hmm. like meeting someone just based off looks or based off whatever and you you can't build a relationship off of that. You can't build a relationship off of having the same like of a Facebook page or like fucking like Oh, they had a they wrote out three sentences in their bio. I'm sure they're gonna be fun to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> it's all based off of things that don't really matter. Like I've never done anything like match.com or anything, but I do think that that's probably better because at least like you kinda have to put your values onto it yeah, and like you have to like do a quiz. Yeah. I don't know. But dating apps are all bad. It, it is like a fab fabricated image of yourself. And I, I can't think of like Dating One apps profile. now are like old school beer commercials or like <laughs> like the old Axe commercial where it was like you spray Axe and then just millions of women flock to you <laughs> and like, oh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Dating apps hook people in, especially dudes. I don't know about girls, but when Tinder came out, every dude was like, I'm getting on Tinder. I want to bang. <laughs> and that was like the myth of Tinder that you get on there and you're banging. And that's not the case. It's not the case. I mean, it probably could be the case if that's what you're really after. But also, like, ugh, I don't like. I barely text back people I know. Why would I text back somebody I don't know? <laughs> like, yeah, true. That's true. I don't know. I never looked at the bio when I was on Tinder. You're just like, this chick's hot. <laughs> the only time I looked at the bio was if I couldn't decide if she was hot or not. I was like, hmm, she got four pictures. She's kind of on the fence. If she has something in her bio that says something along the lines of like. I want to fuck, then that will boost her up one Probably point. Probably be a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just case, speaking from right my swipe. own super fucking, like, you know, I and I've never been on a single Tinder date in my entire life. I've never made it past the messaging stage. I suck at messaging people because I say stupid shit that, like, I think is funny to myself in person. <laughs> and then I like translate it via text, and I'm like, it just doesn't work. <laughs> Fuck this, right? <laughs> and they're like, we're both doing that. I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, and like, it's so, like, what do you even say as your first message that is like attention grabbing? Because either it's like almost trying too hard, like, oh, I see what you're doing, or it's like, hi, how was your day? And, and that's like, just I don't weird. I fucking tell you about my day at work. Like, it's kind of the same way. Well, when you think about it in real life, and this is another lesson that I learned from my father. So you're going to say me. <laughs> from Eric. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast should be called Lessons from Eric. <laughs> it's that I remember like one time he like cornered me when I was like 17 and we were Touched like on you nine times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dad, eight was enough. <laughs> and he was like, Jim, something about this girl that I liked or whatever, and she was fucking being annoying and weird or whatever. She wasn't (laughs) messaging me back or whatever the fuck it was. She sat at my Spanish table in high school. I I, I divulged this because I was trapped in a car with them. 
<laughs> and and he was like, Jim, you have to realize the only reason that you're so fucking indulged in this person is because you're attracted to them. Like the same girl with the same problems, take any other girl on the planet with the same like, oh, and my dad does this and my friends say this. You wouldn't give a fuck if she wasn't like hot to you. Like if you didn't give a fuck. And so like I feel like all human attract all all of our like even if you're at a bar or something like that, the initial reason you're gonna talk to somebody at some point you have to find them physically attractive, right? Like you're not just gonna fucking walk up to a fucking four and just like how was your day? You know, <laughs> you're not gonna Hi. do that. Hi. <laughs> you're gonna walk up to somebody that's like, okay, you fit the standard for what I would date. And now let's see if you're somebody I would date. Does that make any sense? So like for me, Tinder isn't all that different from real life. Only other than the fact the awkwardness comes in is because if I see a girl that happens to come to the same places I go to and I, or she's in the same social circle as me, I can kind of weasel in there, talk to her without coming off as if I'm trying to date her or trying to set something up. Does that make any sense? Like I'm just coming in there and I'm like, hey, what's up? Talking to her. But like it's not awkward because there's not this expectation of like, oh, this guy's trying. Like I, I've never been good at I, – I don't just walk up to bar walk up to girls at bars and, hey, what's up? I can't do it. I suck. But if I can just walk up, if I can just slowly just talk to a person and get to know them and slowly we get to like each other, that's how it kind of goes. Tinder is like, it just bypasses all that shit. It's like, oh, you see this picture? You see this bio? Let's see what you can do with it. Does that make any sense? I don't know. I don't know. See, I think that's like, that's the issue for dudes though is like, you can come up to a girl at a bar and say hello without being a creep. Like, I think girls do want guys to talk to them, but like... Wrong. No, you can. <laughs> you can. Wrong. That is the misconception. Wrong answer. <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> nah. Who the fuck do you walk up... I can't... I can't... No. No. Okay. I agree with you, but at the same time... That dude has ulterior motives. That dude has ulterior motives. Like, there's no reason why you would walk up to somebody else that you don't know... And just start a conversation with them. I don't walk up, like, I don't, like... Yeah, but there's no reason you swipe right on somebody if you're not trying to eventually do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same thing. That's what I've been saying. I've been saying it's the same thing. I've been saying it's the same It is, but at least, like, you get a vibe off that person, like, within five minutes in person. You have to go through a whole charade of conversation online before you're like, "Mm, maybe I'll meet up with this person that could be a serial killer. (laughs) Like... That's another thing that girls have to deal with. Like, I've never once worried about if I went out on a Tinder date with a girl that she would kill me or, like, incapacitate me. Like, I don't have to worry about that. Like, you just go, like, like I'm. she's worried if I'm going to kill her. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But I and also, you're just worried, like, oh, I hope she likes me. Yeah, exactly. I hope she does. She's like, I hope this guy doesn't murder me. And I'm like, well, look, I can promise you I won't murder you, but I also might not make you laugh. <laughs> also, I was really uh, heavily relying on emojis and gifts. Yeah. <laughs> the chat we had. I'm really bad at the laughing, crying face in real life. I can't <laughs> do it. I don't know how to do it. Not I've photogenic. also never actually on. done that. There's like three times in my life where I've cried from laughing, but everything you've said to me so far, I've said I've done that. So, Jimmy, I feel like if there's one person that is good at laughing, crying, it's you. <laughs> See, that was fake. See, that was <laughs> it. He wasn't good at it. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody else pick that out? That was 
Shit. So wait, where where does your uh, Asian trip start off? Where are you going into? Uh, Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Did you know? Well, you already know this, but Hong Kong isn't even a part of China. It's a yeah, you don't thing. even need a visa. It's wild. I know. It is wild. It is wild. And also, like, I've been wondering because I just, like, downloaded all my, like, TV show apps on my iPad so I can, you know, when I'm in transit, I can watch stuff. I'm like, hmm, well, you know, does Asia, like, have, like, blocks against, like, Netflix? I don't know. Like, Yes, they do. They do, <laughs> but does Hong Kong? Ooh. Big question. Big HK. <laughs> HK might not. I don't know anything about Hong Kong. I didn't even know that. That's another lesson. From Eric right now. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we're Chinese, but only kind of. (laughs) Do they speak Chinese? I think so. Yeah. Also, (laughs) any Chinese people I know, it's Mandarin. I get it. But like, do you guys speak Chinese? (laughs) (laughs) Send an email to the podcast. (laughs) Preferably in English. (laughs) (laughs) Could you answer me in English? If you speak Chinese. So is this going to be like a backpacking thing? Or is it like, uh, are you going to be, you're like walking it? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody (laughs) asked me that recently. They were like, are you literally just like walking through Southeast Asia? I'm like, fuck no. (laughs) I will be taking buses and planes and trains and hitchhiking. I don't know. Hitchhiking. Uh, Interesting. No, see, I want to be that person, but I'm not. Like, I'm not Reese Witherspoon and Wild. No. Don't hitchhike. Well, yeah, especially don't do uh, what she's doing, heroin in that movie. Yeah, she does heroin, <laughs> and then she's like, does it with dudes in a back alley. No, that's not, that's not me. Hell yeah. Jeez, but I'm, I am going to like throw my shoes off a mountain and scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Good. <laughs> Just you got to do that. <laughs> Just bring an extra pair of shoes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. got to have one down. prepped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Are you worried about uh, like food over there? Are you worried about like getting sick in that regard? I heard, um, I forget where I heard it from, but like, uh, just like your body acclimating to that food, it's a little rough. Yeah. So I did, uh, I went to a travel clinic and I got, um, I feel like I'm echoing. That's crazy. Um, I got traveler's diarrhea pills. So I'm, I'm like expecting that I'm going to get it. Okay, yeah. And then now I'm prepared <laughs> for it. <laughs> I'm expecting. You're pregnant? No. I'm I'm diarrhea in the last few months. When you were on Mike's podcast, The Confessional, that was your divulgence of your last traveling trip, as I recall. Correct? You had a story about how you were traveling in the woods. Oh, and really I had badly. to poop in the woods. Yeah, this is the thing that, that happens thing. to me. That was the whole thing. So I can understand why you'd be... Uh, Concerned. Concerned is the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, it's still arrogant. Are you going to bring uh, <laughs> toilet paper with you? I've been told that I should bring wet wipes. They're like, yeah, you know, yeah. in some places in Asia, you're going to have to poop in a hole. And I'm like, well, okay. That's I think you should bring wet wipes everywhere. In fact, I think that wet wipes I have in my house, and I plan on having them in my other house when I have my own house. And like, Are you going to poop in a hole in your next house? No, but I have been a long-standing <laughs> advocate of... Your ass is not clean unless you clean it with something wet. And so, really, if you, like, I brought this metaphor before on the podcast. However, if somebody were to shit on your arm and you were just to, like, just wipe it off with, like, a piece of paper, would you feel like your arm was clean? (laughs) No. No. 
But for some reason, when you take a shit and you just wipe your ass with a dry piece of paper, you're like, it's good. But I promise you, I promise you, wet a piece of paper, wipe your ass again, you will understand that there's a whole other layer of dirtiness there. So I think that maybe even if you don't go to Asia, it's something to consider. <laughs> <laughs> around wet bikes. Maybe just cancel the trip and just stock up on wet wipes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that'll kind of, you'll find your soul somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just that's under the, the layer. It's under yeah. the layer. <laughs> layers. Oh, yeah. layers of shit. You'll never even realize it. It's, it's crazy. It's true. You do. When, <laughs> <laughs> when you have like babies and stuff, you wet wipe the shit out of them. You're like, oh, my baby's dirty. But yeah, you don't, you don't want don't... your baby to be dirty, but you're just like, oh, I'll be fucked. Fuck. I'll take a shower eventually. <laughs> take a shower like once a day at best. At best, if you're me, that's definitely at best. That's <laughs> that is at best. <laughs> I don't think I've ever taken two showers in a day. Well, I'm desperate. I will. I don't think I ever have, dude. Even if I should have, <laughs> I didn't. I was. I didn't even take one. <laughs> I'd be like, I already fucking showered today. And I wet wiped. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. I wet wiped. My asshole is cleaner than anybody's asshole, as I come to find. So, whatever. <laughs> All right, well, anything you want to plug or get out there? Uh, No. Well, um, we're continuing our open mic at Big. We got a cool new setup. Nice. Go to it. I won't be there, but other people will. So um, while I am wet wiping my way through Asia, please continue practicing your comedy at the Baltimore Improv Group. Cool, cool. I don't think I've checked that out yet. I'll have to check it out. It's a good spot. It's a good spot. It usually happens the same night as the Joe Squared open mic. But it starts an hour before, so you can get two mics in. It's crazy. I'll check it out. Um, And then like Twitter, anything you want to plug? Uh, you can follow me at Kelly A Media, which you know doesn't sound anything like Kiki, but you can't change your handle once you got that blue little check mark thing, because then you'll Ooh. become unverified. And like I worked very hard for that, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my uh, that's my humble brag. Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I got blue check mark. I can change my handle whenever I want because no one gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> also, nobody would give a fuck if I also <laughs> blew a check mark. You got anything? I got to think about my stuff. Um, let's see. Let's see. Oh, tomorrow I'll be playing at the horse. This will be two days ago for you guys listening. <laughs> um, uh, but just know I was there. I probably <laughs> fucking crushed it. Uh, <laughs> high Tops Duo, another thing you will have missed Saturday, October 6th, 4 to 8. I probably did all right. Uh, oh, October 12th, Friday, October 12th, 9 to 1 a.m. I'll be at the Point in Towson playing with John Burkhart of Thunder Club and uh, a to-be-determined bassist I've come to find today. So we'll figure that out. And then Saturday, October 13th, I will be at the Fells Point Festival which is why I wore my salmon shorts and flip-flops today. Yeah. And uh, I'll be, as you probably imagined, at the horse, but in the beer garden. So I don't know what that means. Ooh, in the beer garden. They have one of those? Yeah. I'm, apparently, I'm closing out the festival at the horse. That's Hell cool. Yeah. I'll be there playing some stuff, which should be dope. Other than that, yeah. Nothing. All right. Well, uh, 
<sighs> Hopefully, um, I talked to Ryan Nazer tonight at Gin and Jokes. Hopefully, he remembers that he said I have a spot on Cellar Door <laughs> at October twenty eighth. <laughs> um, no shade. And then October thirtieth, uh, I am on Sean Savoy's room at Nottingham's. Uh, I was supposed to be on the October 2nd show, but he forgot, so <laughs> I'm on the 30th show now. No shade. No shade. Uh, and then November 7th is Diwali. Uh, I assume that's a holiday. It's just in my calendar. Uh, <laughs> and then really, really shooting far ahead. Uh, I'll, start plug- I'll plug in this now. Uh, December 8th, I'm on the second Saturday shit show, so keep an eye out for that. And other than that, Gin and Jokes, uh, not Gin and Jokes, but the Joe Squared Open Mic, the second Tuesday, Thursday. <laughs> I'm bad at plugs, y'all. <laughs> second Thursday of every month, hosting that, I think. I'm um, doing it this month, the day of last month. Seems to be a recurring trend. And other than that, LFTS Podcast across the board. Check us out on Laughable, yeah. uh, iTunes, all that shit. Um, if the manager for Outside Smoke is listening, I will get to the music video <laughs> edit soon enough. He's definitely listening. Don't worry. <laughs> I just am very busy. I'm a busy boy. And I'm doing it for free, so don't hassle me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, LLTS Pollen. Ah, uh, damn, whatever. You'll remember. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>